my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, May the 19th, wherever you are, whenever you listen to this. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's goodness today. Thank you for being present to break open God's word with me today. We have a special feast that we celebrate this coming weekend, and it's one well worth meditating upon, well worth um, just pondering. And we're going to do two readings today. I know we've only been doing Gospels lately, well, for quite a long time. Uh, We're going to do the first reading and the Gospel today because what we celebrate this coming weekend is the Feast of the Ascension of Jesus. Now, many of you, like me, when we were growing up, that feast day was on the Thursday uh, prior to, you know, 40 days after Easter, right? Which would have been, you know... Frankly, I'm going to be dropping this on Thursday. It would have been today, you know, on, on May 18th, 10 days then before the Feast of Pentecost. Um, but the bishops, gosh, I want to say it was in the mid-90s, late-90s, early aughts, right in there, uh, virtually all the bishops in the United States moved it to the weekend um, on the seventh Sunday of Easter. And so 99.9% of you will be hearing these readings um, in, uh, in, uh, when we go to mass this weekend. So I'm going to read the first one, which is from Acts. So we're going to hear Luke's version in Acts anyway, and then we're going to hear Matthew's version in the gospel. There are some differences and I'm going to point out some of those differences. And it's actually, it's wonderful. It's, it's not just a study in history. I'm not uh, looking to do that, but just what that can bring to us and how we can help that settle us. So, Uh, First reading will be Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. So right away, first thing that happens in the book of Acts of the Apostles. And then for the gospel, we're going to be reading, as I said, out of Matthew. It is going to be Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. And it is the end of Matthew's gospel. All right? Makes sense. We're going to do it at the beginning of Acts, the end of Matthew. So let's break open God's word. And again, as we prepare to hear the Word of God, I simply invite you to settle yourself. Whether that's pausing this podcast, whether that's just inviting that spirit to take root within you, whatever works for you, pause and prepare yourself uh, to receive this Word and to let that Word uh, find life and find a purpose within you and within me, okay? A reading from the book of Acts of the Apostles. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, 
It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said this, as they were looking on, Jesus was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. Brothers and sisters, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Again, whatever way God presents God's self to you, hold on to that. Word, a phrase, an idea, an image, hold on to that. Chew on that. Gospel is much shorter. So again, uh, invite us to open ourselves to whatever it is God has for us. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. And when they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let's do a little bit of Luke versus Matthew. I'm not even going to bring John. I'm not even going to bring Mark into here, okay? Um, so, let's start with Luke. Okay, so Luke, even though we read out of Acts of the Apostles, right? Uh, it is believed uh, by, I think, the vast majority of scholars, uh, biblical scholars, that the writer of the Gospel of Luke also is the writer of Acts of the Apostles. number of reasons for that that I won't go in. Don't want to bore you about that. But the interesting thing is if you read the end of Luke's Gospel, Jesus ascends at the end of Luke's Gospel. So Jesus rises on Easter Sunday morning. Uh, the women are sent back, and they uh, bring the news to the apostles. Peter goes out and looks, is bewildered. The two disciples, let's say, uh, you know, Clopas and his wife, uh, go to Emmaus. They experience Jesus on the way, right? We did that story about a handful of weeks ago. They come running back to tell the disciples that they, they encountered Jesus in the breaking of the bread and on the journey. And, and if we were to keep reading, Jesus comes into their gathering at that point, leads them out on Easter Sunday night to Bethany, where he ascends at that time. Okay? So, in number one ascension, Jesus ascends in the Gospel of Luke on Easter Sunday evening. 
Now, isn't it interesting that the same writer would start the gospel and say very clearly something different? But I'm not going to go there yet. Why? Because I want to jump to Matthew now. Matthew, the 11 disciples, went to Galilee, right? Well, had we read before that, um, the angels, okay, the women are at the tomb, Easter Sunday morning, and the angels greet the women, tell them Jesus is risen. They go running back to tell the disciples. They encounter Jesus on the way, and they hug him, and Jesus says, go tell, you know, my brothers that uh, they are to go to Galilee, uh, and I will go ahead of them. I love that image. I've talked about it many times in here. And so the women do that, and the men go to Galilee, the disciples. Now, Galilee is about 60 miles north of Jerusalem, so seemingly that's going to take them a handful of days to get there, right? And, and, and again, it's in a sense a retreat of sorts. There's a retreat in Luke's gospel from when Jesus enters into the upper room to when they walk out to Bethany. That's two or three miles. He's talking to them on the way, just like he talked to, to the two disciples on the way to Emmaus, right? And their hearts are burning within them. There is that time of retreat. It's just a very short one. This one is one that's probably going to take a handful of days as they go from Jerusalem to Galilee, where they encounter Jesus. Again, let's say a handful of days later, five-ish, whatever that is. And Jesus ascends then. In Acts of the Apostles, Jesus presents himself alive, right? That's what it says. Well, let's go back here and say what it says exactly. Um, he presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during 40 days. That's where we get this whole image of 40 and, and why we celebrate this feast 40 days after Easter right now. We take it from Acts of the Apostles. And, uh, and Jesus ascends at that point. Okay, Joe, I don't want to just, you know, give you, you know, biblical scholarship and say, hey, you can be the smartest person at a party, you know, if that ever comes up. And, and let's be honest, it never will. Here's my point. Some of you listening may be ready uh, to take the reins of what Jesus is inviting us into very quickly, uh, as in Luke's gospel that that journey was only from Jerusalem to Bethany, that two to three miles. And you get the instructions quickly, and you trust, and you're ready to roll. And that's wonderful. And some of you may need a little bit longer journey, that 60 miles up to, to Galilee and a handful of days, and you may need community along the way because that's what the disciples and the women who are walking with them, that's what they were, and that support. And that's great. And that's great, because you know what? You're still there, and Jesus ascends, and he trusts you to that. And some of us need a whole lot longer time. Remember, 40 doesn't mean four zeros in exactly 40 days. It's enough time, whatever that is. But it's a lengthier time here in Acts before you're ready to step out on your own. And that's okay. Why? Because you're chosen, and you're there. Brothers and sisters, the time period doesn't matter at all. If you say which one is correct, I'll tell you yes, all of them. Because it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is, Jesus knows when you are ready. And the image I love to use for the ascension, and I've used it before, those of you who have listened to me years back, 
it's that image of, do you remember, if you're a parent, do you remember when your children passed the driver's test, right? And you're ready to give them the keys to the car? How do you feel about that? I, I have five kids, man. I can tell you how I feel about that. I'm, I'm nervous on many levels. I'm nervous for them. I want them to be safe. I'm nervous for my car because, you know, I like, you know listen, there's no wonderful cars at the Zank household. But, but I'm still nervous for the car because I don't need more scratches or, or bumps or bruises on any of those. And I'm nervous about the insurance payment that I'm going to have to pay, which is going to go up just by giving them the keys. There's anxiety on, on many levels here. I suspect God had, I don't want to say God had anxiety. That's probably projecting me into God, and that's not fair. Boy, did God have a great amount of trust. Because you know what happens when we give car keys to the kids? They're going to blow it. They're going to do things that they don't tell us about until much later, right? And, uh, and use the car in ways that may, probably wasn't meant to. Do you know why I know that? Because I did that too. And so did you. Um, but do you know what I know? That you and I, when we give our, our keys to our, our kids, we trust them. And we hold our breath. And we lift them to God. And I suspect Jesus held his breath and lifted the disciples to God and said, here you go. Here you go. God knows what we need, brothers and sisters. He knows the length of time. God knows whatever it is uh, that, that needs to be taught to us, that, that quick retreat or the lengthy one. And that's okay. And here's the other part that I want you and I to remember. The disciples didn't get it. They didn't even get it right there. Why? Okay, let's use the obvious one, right, from Matthew's gospel. Um, did you hear it? Okay, remember, they hadn't seen Jesus after the resurrection. Only the women did. And the women came and said, get your butts to Galilee. And they, they did. They went up to Galilee, which was an act of trust, by the way. And then they saw Jesus on the mountain in Galilee coming. And they saw him. They worshiped, but they doubted. And that doubt, brothers and sisters, did not stop. God from coming to them and inviting them uh, unto a mission, okay? That doubt that you may have or that fear that you may have or that indecision that you may have or that wonder that you may have or that anxiety that you may have or that feel of I don't know enough that you may have, none of that disqualifies you from this. None of it. Why? Because it didn't disqualify the disciples. Brothers and sisters, let that wash over you for good and ill. For good in saying that, brothers and sisters, by you saying yes, by you being present, by you listening to this, by you opening yourself to the Word of God, you are present. And that's all God needs. They were there on the mountain. They didn't understand. They worshiped, but they doubted. But Jesus just needed their presence. All right. Did they blow it in Luke's in Acts of the Apostles too? 100%. So Jesus is, you know, telling them all this stuff. He used 40 days for them. They were kind of thick-headed. And uh, he, he gives them the long retreat, tells them all the stuff. 
And when they had gathered together, they said, Lord, hey, cool. At this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Is this about you becoming king of Israel, kicking the Romans out again? They're asking precisely the wrong question. After 40 days, they still didn't get it. Do you feel that? Have you ever felt that? I don't get I don't get it. I don't get it. That's okay. <laughs> because we don't. <laughs> we don't see the big picture. And I laugh at the disciples through 2,000 years, and God chuckles looking at me, saying, Zank, you don't get it. Because I don't. But you know what? I'm here, and so are you. Brothers and sisters, did you hear the word that was used earlier in Luke's, uh, in Acts of the Apostles here? In the first book, Theophilus, now that means lover of God, uh, that name, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught till the day he was taken up, right? So that's the gospel that he's referencing. After giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. Brothers and sisters, you are chosen. You, you and me. We are chosen. And the persons, the people we don't like, they are chosen. Now, whether we accept or not is completely up to us. But what does that mean? It means being present. It means being open. It doesn't mean knowing it all. They didn't. We don't. It doesn't mean getting it right. They didn't. We don't. It doesn't mean doing it quickly. It doesn't mean doing it uh, so I look good or, 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 no. Some of them did it quickly. Some of them took a long time. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is we say yes. And what is it we say yes to? The mission. That, that is what is the same in all of the ascension stories. Jesus doesn't just say, hey, it's been great. Let me take off. Jesus says, listen, um, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it here. Uh, this is Acts of the Apostles. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. He gives them a mission. You will be my witnesses. And he gives that same mission. It's called the Great Commission at the end of Matthew's Gospel. All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. Brothers and sisters, we do not have to get it right. We do not have to get it right quickly. We just have to show up. And we have to have a heart that is willing to say yes to being God's witnesses and, and to, to helping people teach them to observe all that Jesus commanded. What did he ultimately command? The great commandment. I mean, we can get caught up in, in, in a hundred of them, but that's not the point. I, well, it's wonderful, and we should know all, all that Jesus said. That's, that's what we root ourselves in. But remember, don't, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, okay? Don't be paralyzed by fear because you don't know everything. Start with the easy. What is it? The great commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. I'll grow into everything else. It, maybe, maybe not. If I just do that, I'm good. That is how we witness, brothers and sisters, right? We don't witness by getting up on a soapbox on a corner and preaching. If that's, if that's what God calls you to, do it. But I just don't think that's it. 
We witness by loving as God loved us. How did he love us? By giving his very being so that others may live. You've done it. I know you have. And, and I suspect in my better days, so have I. That's that truth that we live in that we talked about last week, right? That's reality is when we live out of that space of love. We are witnesses. And here's the other part that I like. That Jesus, you know, when he's talking in Acts of the Apostles and he's giving them this commission, you will be my witnesses, he says in Jerusalem, because remember in Luke, in Acts of the Apostles, they're still in Jerusalem. They're not in Galilee. Start where you are. And then go to Judea and Samaria. Then that's the next ripple. And then, if you're comfortable, the ends of the earth, wherever that is for you, the ends of your world. Start, brothers and sisters, by loving and being witness in your marriage. Start by being loving and witness in your home, in your family, to your parents, to your children, to your siblings, to your spouse. Start there. And maybe that's where it ends. And that's great. But then, if we're called beyond, move to the next level and be witness to that outer ring, to our friendships, to our co-workers, to our community members. And then to that next ring, if that's where we are, whatever that be and wherever that be. That we are called to be witnesses is non-negotiable. We are not brought into this uh, life of Jesus Christ simply, um, I don't know, to walk between the raindrops and, and to have pie in the sky upon our death. We are brought into this to be witnesses to the love of God, to participate in, in bringing about the kingdom of God in this world. Don't worry if you don't know everything. Don't worry about the timing. Don't worry if, if you, where you are or when you are or how you are. Are you present? That's all God needs. Last thing I'll say, and you don't do it alone. Jesus isn't going anywhere, right? So this is where the key image that I used earlier of giving the keys and stepping back, it, it, it falls short. Jesus isn't going anywhere. But that's more for next week's reflection. Brothers and sisters, let's take this to prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Mary visits Elizabeth. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, thank you for being present with me today to break open God's good word. May you be well and experience God's peace.